morning everybody it's uh, Jason Powers once again out on my bike thought I'd uh, I don't know it's kind of interesting at all uh, so was sleeping got up you know did the cursory things and then uh, unfortunately looked at the, the cesspool that is Twitter but today they kind of interconnected I don't know if that's by purpose or <laughs> algorithm but uh, <clears throat> so it was interesting started with a uh, so evidently Biden has uh, carved out a exception regarding uh, investment by Americans in uh, Chinese companies that are attached to the PLA so that was interesting in and of itself but uh, the thread that it was on was had a particular person who uh, <clears throat> a woman uh, who uh, you know had this meme about Trump had all these little listing of things his face in a contorted manner and all this other kind of stuff but, the last little nugget on there was killed more people than Hitler. I thought, well, that's interesting. I think that would have uh, made uh, great news, but I know what kind of person I was dealing with. I mean, there was a there was a Duke. I think it was Duke uh, psychiatry professor Bandy Lee, who was making those. Uh, crazy comparisons a long time ago and I know there's no arguing with a person like this so I didn't respond but I did check out their profile and I'll get to it here so profile included that she worked 30 years in the, like DC uh, you know and where she worked at she never had people were always nice to each other and she never had to worry about carrying a handgun that was almost made me think it was a bot but whatever uh and it could have been you never know we don't really know anymore but okay so let's go with the good bot but and it had a picture of a you know older lady so 30 years you know she's retirement age at least or close to it and probably has a one in four chance of being on some kind of psychotropic medication according to a lot of studies and that's as of 2018 probably even higher now so so she brought in the idea of Hitler which you know I don't know where, how she arrives at her thinking or how that meme you know they talk about you know propaganda it's just, that feeds the feeds the fools that believe that and believe what they read. You know, they I mean technically speaking, real technically, <laughs> under Obama administration, more people died than they did under the Trump administration, even with the pandemic. If you just do the mathematics of of the amount of people who die yearly, uh, every day is eight thousand people just about I mean that's like a rough average but 
even under Obama with less population, it was somewhere between 7,400 to 8,000, just depending upon the week. And under Trump, it uh, rises because of population, then a pandemic. So that number went from 7,700 to about 85 to 8,700, uh, about an extra thousand during the pandemic. So I'm just being, you know, being pretty, I'm being honest. Yeah, there were more people to die. But was that his fault? And the answer is no. It never would be. If anyone is more directly responsible for that, beside the actual doctor, health providers, who may or may not have uh, treated their patients correctly under, under the pandemic, regarding therapeutics and whatnot, and we know the whole story there. But it just goes to show how people, to get their, to, to their way of thinking, they'll use any kind of uh, meme or uh, actual incendiary device to, to label that. You know, like I said, could be a bot. But now I'm toggling to another connected but important aspect. So Omaha Beach, or D-Day, it was yesterday. June 6th should have been celebrated or at least honored honored for the losses throughout the allied forces I don't remember a whole lot of uh, tweets regarding it or anything like that I was working on something else but certainly there were only a few people a few people I follow uh, for example uh you know, just uh, uh, another uh, reporter, former uh, um, congressional candidate, posted about it, and I appreciated her her thoughts. But the immediate tweet talking about, don't mind, just collecting my thoughts, uh, was George Webb, and he did. He's over. He was actually at Omaha Beach. There's like a museum there. Kind of lays out, you know, what it would have been like post-landing and uh, how they would have, you know, set up camp, that kind of thing. And he was giving his thoughts about, you know, how we have senators <laughs> that are, you know, celebrating and or working with Klaus Schwab, whose dad was a contractor for the Nazis. We just gave forty billion dollars, which to uh, to our battle-hardened soldiers at D-Day would have been incomprehensible. The forty billion, given what they knew about math, <laughs> uh, in regards to what the budget was then for the U.S., it goes to show you how much. Everything's inflated, inflated away. Sorry. And then, so we're giving this $40 billion to the Azovs to continue to be uh, engaged with the, the Russians, who are not communist anymore. But, you know, like I said, not supportive of Putin. But I understand his position. And, I, and if we look at the 
uranium and plutonium that <laughs> was in Ukraine, a fissible material, making a weapon and having it on the doorstep of Russia could have been done. And given people will do desperate things when they have no nothing left to do, and they feel like they can do it, they will. <clears throat> and of course, Zelensky is just a puppet for the World Economic Forum, yada yada. But just just that can enter a connection. So you have a lady who she says ostensibly she worked in D.C. And if we take her take it as face that this is an actual person, you know, we could surmise that somebody who spent 30 years as a operator in the D.C. area would be uh, and, and and believes the things that they say they believe would be totally oblivious to most of the what goes on in Washington, D.C. You know, the idea that they think it's safe or, you know, operable. You know, it, it operates for them. They live a charmed life. They don't really interact with uh, the real uh, the spectrum of society. You know, they run with their friends. They do their lunch. They take the same uh, traffic pattern daily. I mean, someone who worked there for 30 years, I assume she's been out of the game for the last, uh, probably since ever since Trump has been in, or was in, in 2016. So let's just say her experience starts in 1986 and goes through 2016, just saying, just, just to give a time frame. I'm sure that it happens sometime in, the, in that time frame, or it certainly overlaps that. So most of that time frame, from her, her point of view, and from her I would uh, obviously could determine that she's a Democrat or a highly uh, liberal person or thinks she's a liberal person. She's probably a leftist at this point. <clears throat> um, and like I said, this can be called a straw man or whatever. But just based upon, you know, the, this that cursory analysis, I mean, we can come to great conclusions. But, you know, when someone says that they work 30 years in Washington, D.C. and everything is all hunky-dory, uh, <laughs> it tells you that they are they are so ensconced in the system, so embedded in the system. It's so so devo they're so devoid of knowing what's actually been going on around the rest of the country. They think they are Americans. They think that they're what they're doing is workable or working, and yet they have no idea. They have no idea what's been going on out here. They certainly don't know my experiences. I mean, I lived in Virginia Beach. Uh, I've lived in Virginia. I've lived in Ohio, I've lived in Indiana, you know, I've visited all kinds of places, spent months in places, I spent, uh, you know, months or weeks in Kentucky and uh, uh, up, upstate New York uh, for contracts, um, yeah, in Illinois, for example, downstate Illinois, not Chicago, uh, they, they haven't really been out in the, the wild, as I would call it or experience what what people experience in very small dusty towns or mid-sized cities they haven't gone to a greasy spoon out in the middle of nowhere they haven't dealt with people who are you know of a totally different mindset and they, they, they see these people as backward because they don't have the educational experience or educational bona fides that this person probably uh, adores or sucks up to I bet you she won't talk to somebody who doesn't have at least a master's degree and even then she's, you know, kind of holding her nose to do that, you know, very, very elitist snobbery 
And, and, and this is somebody who's probably just a pencil neck, uh, uh, secretarial class type of person, a staff person. They don't really do any, I mean, they write up policy. And, and of course, they, they, they're on the gossip mill that is uh, the D.C. circuit. But they have no inclination to know what the world is like. Or certainly, I mean, they, they could be world travelers. They think, they're, they think they're, they're polished because they go to Paris or London or, you know, Bonn, Germany or, you know, Hong Kong or Shanghai or Tokyo or Melbourne, you know, you name it. They've been to all the big major metropolitan areas around the world, if they've been anywhere. And, you know, and they, they, they see the world through that prism. These ultra clean, you know, cities, at least up until 2020. Since then, chaos. Uh, and they haven't been doing a lot of traveling. Uh, but they, uh, they, they would see the world that way. I mean, that's the worldview of that. And compared to somebody like George Webb, I'm just using him as a counterpoint. So he, I mean, he's been all over Europe recently. He's doing what he calls this in journalism. I, I commend him for for the all the things and aspirations that he does I'll I'll put a link in his uh, to his Twitter and you know you know I, I don't think we all we would probably agree on a whole lot of things but I appreciate his his efforts I mean I mean he he deals he's been uh he's been after some of the stuff for a whole lot longer than than I have and I appreciate him for that so anyways so he was over near Ukraine. He was he's been all over Europe recently. Uh, he was down in Florida. I mean, this is a person who you know has must have be of uh, some means or some uh, ability to do these things, which is great. That's you know it that helps to a degree. Uh, I just hope that you know that doesn't color his viewpoints on things. But you know, be that as it may, uh, he was in Omaha Beach and he was talking about you know. The funding issues with our government and the people that are willing to, you know, prostrate themselves at the altar of war and destruction and, you know, literally kissing Zelensky's ass, ass you know, this guy can get a meeting with uh, uh, former presidents and all this other kind of do, do his little spiels before Congress and all these uh, leaders. It's all for show. And, and we know that. He's a total actor. He's a total pinhead puppet. Uh, but this is what our society is revolved, involved into, devolved into, we'll say devolved into, is, you know, this surface level, uh, media-driven media politics. I mean, when politicians become entertainers, the world is lost. Now... <laughs> Some people will say, well, we had an entertainer and, and Trump or he was a businessman before this, but let's just say he devolved into an entertainer, then he became a politician. We'll just we'll call that his story arc. Uh, doesn't make him any better, and I don't even want to make it about him at all on this, this, this podcast. The idea is, is that we have all these, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau, another one. He's a face, and, you know, one of his... Uh, one of his more condemnable uh, things was him talking before a group of uh, ladies, and he was talking about how to admire the the Chinese system or the CCP. Basically, he said, you know, uh, you know the, that you know there's something there's a there's some benefits to the 
the Chinese system. And I'm like, really? So you're saying that your democracy, your, uh, in terms of, he saw it as, you know, authoritarianism. For him, it, it was probably something, it probably, it was a moment of truth. And he had all these giggling women in front of him. I'm thinking, you, you, you see the manipulation. And you, 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 the fact that people weren't a little bit up, uh, upset with that, and not one person in that audience had enough gumption to say, you know, what the hell are you talking about? You know, they have uh, <laughs> they have uh, re-education and concentration camps for Uyghurs and Christians and everybody in between. You know, they have two people, two million people at least, they, they, from by some reports, and probably a hell of a lot more. Uh, they keep in these little camps or make these little camps. You know, and we have prisons here in the United States. They're convicted of them things same way the China. They convict people, but there they experiment experiment on the on the. This has been a well known uh, human rights investigation, which goes to show you that human rights don't matter anymore. It, it really doesn't matter when you have a example. News came out the other day about North Korea heading up the <laughs> heading up the uh, in the at the UN heading up the uh, 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 what do you call it. Um, uh, dearmament or denuclearization uh, uh, council at the UN. This is North Korea is shooting off cruise missiles because they want to get they want to bomb, want to want to have uh, ways to to manipulate people to get them what they get. They use they use weaponry to get countries and and or uh, concessions from uh, people they don't like or that have more than they do. Just mobster tactics. This is what our entire world uh, has devolved into, uh, you know, between leaders. And this is, we're just right back in the 1930s. The same thing that Webb was talking about. The guys on the beach who, if you told them what the, what's going on in 2022, they would, be, they would be gobsmacked by this whole, this whole reality, um, you know, being put together which lends to my final little bit to this uh, connectivity and, and what you, you say what you will of Russell Brand because he's uh, known to have hung out with Novel, uh, Yavel Noah Harari. He's got some pictures of, of him with them together, rubbing his head, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he was talking about the Schwabian, this idea that they want to do education, they want to plug, plug kids into... Uh, this metaverse, this, you know, VR learning a reality. And of course, this is exactly what the, it, it, it's, we're at the clown world level, you know, that, you know, uh, beyond clown world. I mean, we're in the trans clown world where they're, you know, wanting to plug us all into these sockets or they want to, you know, they don't care about, you know, the kids are no longer yours. You know, that's, that's been the goal. The state owns your kids. Communism, fascism, to the highest level, and they think they can get away with this, and and they keep on using the you know oh you know it'll be better for them. It's better for you because you want to control everything. Uh, they want to strip, and and that goes to you know how much obliviousness of the average NPC normie who just thinks these these things can be beneficial to them. Because they don't want to have any responsibility over their own life or responsibility over anything. They want to be controlled. 
I mean, that's a kind of a saddening thing to say. And you, and you can really, people will say that, you know, there, there may be some people out there that would say, well, those guys in Normandy were, you know, you know, landed the beaches, uh, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't have a lot of control over their life. No, they, they had a uh, aspirational thing to stop a, uh, a regime that was rounding up people and s sending them off to their death. I mean, it probably wasn't much more complicated than that once they, once they got, you know, you could say they got fed propaganda. You can d dismiss the war, our efforts, dismiss the whole thing. There are, there are those out there that would say that. There are people that are that argumentative that will argue over something like that. They, uh, you know, their, their sense of humanity or, or history is just, I think, askew. A but, um, yeah, that's... I know this isn't a warming thought for the morning, uh, and maybe not the podcast that most people want to hear, um, but it is interesting when you go through the details of certain aspects of, of uh, I don't know, what people post and what people will say uh, or meme, and then you see who they are or can be, and then you see other groups of people who are at the other end of the spectrum who are actually out and about and trying to connect with history, the last, you know, the vestiges. I mean, I give Webb that credit that he was on the beaches there, you know. He's actually there in the end. I mean, granted, 78 years later, it's a whole other different day. It, you know, that's a, a mock-up, mock but you're still there where people's blood was spilt and, and things were done. And, uh, yeah, you know, whether you're... I can't even use, uh, I think, Agincourt, or if you've been in uh, these battles around the world, you know, the battle for, what, Thermopylae, or, or uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, if you had been on a uh, cruiser or destroyer at the Battle of Leyte Gulf, or, uh, you know, those kind of things, or the landing ships at Okinawa, um, or in the, in the, on the Western Front, um, in World War One, these great battles, these great, uh, um, you know, sights of men and women too, who were who are in these situations. You know, the 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 situation of, around them was much greater, and in many cases driven by bankers, and and sadly, that's it. That's where we're at now. I mean, when I say driven by bankers, these people drove their countries into war and conflict. It's it it seems like that's the that's the the modus operandi for certain uh, forces in this world on, on every day. We don't have, we don't have conversations with these people, and I bet you if did like you'd find out that they're very very uh, there's very little about them that you would like. You wouldn't even. They would. They may smile at you or say, "Ah." So kitty cat just came up. Hey, kitty kitty. So interesting. And maybe on that note, I should leave. Let's see if uh, he's he's out looking for food. <laughs> he's doing his thing. It's kind of amazing. Come walking down here. Oh, you know, um, Nada. 
these uh, these parasites at the top. Uh, are, are if you if we ever had the 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 misfortune or the fortune of being in the room with them, they would be, you know, just you know they you know they they don't have a soul inside them. You could almost feel that. They may have the mimicry of of uh, you know giggling and laughing or uh, you know have a rapport with people. It's all it's all rehearsed. They're very well rehearsed. You know that's what they say about the psychopath. Uh, they rehearse so well. They rehearse their their lines so well that it's very rare that you can you know pull at those strings and unravel them at least in a way. And if they get unraveled or get in that position, they are very angry. They'll find a way to escape the argument or escape the uh, situation because they can't be found out. Uh, and that's what we're dealing with. Uh, the, those kind of forces were, you know, they, you know, you know, they always have these, they have these big conferences, but they're not really ever, they're not doing work. You know that. They're just having conferences and talking and discussing things, and they think they're, they think they're very, they invite their little low-level, you know, these minions that come there to suck up and kiss the ring. They're just happy to be invited to something, <laughs> kind of like that lady who works in D.C. Who just happy to be. They think that they've been around happy people that are really interested in doing whatever the mission is, and <laughs> you would get involved with them, and you would realize that. These people don't, they have no mission. I mean, their mission is, you know, pain and destruction for everybody else. And if they can make some coin off of it, more power to them. That's the way they look at it. That's the way they look at us. You know, they don't see the, they don't even see the ingenuity of just an average, average guy who right now, it's five o'clock in the morning, that's piling into his tractor and getting ready to go do something on his farm, whatever that is. I mean, it's June. He's probably, you know, planted already. Whatever he's doing, he may be uh, prepping another field uh, for something else, or you know, getting ready to. I mean, he probably's already slopped the pigs already. He's probably ahead of the game, or whatever it is. Those those that are still running private farms that aren't working for Archer Daniels Mindlin or some other multinational corporation that doesn't care as long as they meet some bottom line number. They don't care. They don't. They 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 see they they see themselves as just a a mechanism to consolidate up power. They don't see the individual out, uh, individual people that are out there doing the work. I mean, like they do in a, like if you've been in a manufacturing plant or if you've been in a warehousing or whatever the system may be. You'll you'll you can I'll end on this. You can learn a lot about uh, a person's resume. In terms of, uh, it, it's not about titles, though that, that is for these people, for the very elite. It's about, you know, have they ever actually held like a job for any substantial amount of time that uh, it involves them not being in charge of anything? That they've actually had to put their hands on shit and do, do the daily gr grist and grind of, you know, making, making sure somebody else is... Uh, Getting their their needs met, whether it be, you know, uh, running gears through a, a you know a, a work cell, or you know loading loading packages, loading cases, uh, determining you know being a forklift driver, 
uh, or a mechanic or whatever the case may be. Doing something where they actually had to physically get their hands on something. And at the end of the day, they come home tired. Their hands are, you know, you know, cut up or, or uh, it could, uh, could have, uh, you know, dirt all over them and stuff like that. I bet you people like, you know, Klaus Schwab, uh, to them, like reaching down and grabbing a hand of dirt from, from the ground at Omaha Beach would be, would, would, would burn them. They're like vampires. I mean, that would be, that's like holy water to them. Um, they, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't bear to, you know, just lay down somewhere and just sit. I mean, you know, I've seen the goofy pictures about him walking around and on a beach or something, but I don't know if that's true and I don't really care. I don't even want to imagine that. But these people are, they just, uh, yeah, they don't have organic, uh, um, human experiences. That's why they love this metaverse that they're trying to pony up. It's all fake, you know. With the uh, I'll end here. Evan uh, James Evan Pilato says they they uh, t they 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 take away the <laughs> they take away the real and they sell you the fake. So they take away all the real reality that you're experiencing and they go and they try to pivot and sell you back a bunch of fake bullshit. And that's what we're, you know, the same way with our entire system. So.